Hey everybody, just a quick heads up. Today's episode is not the usual lore episode that you're used to. In light of June 11th, 2023, Xbox Games Showcase reveal of Avowed, me and some of the boys from Avowedcast got together to discuss our initial reactions to the trailer. And so the episode that you're hearing today on this podcast is actually an episode of Avowedcast. If you haven't heard of Avowedcast before, I highly recommend go checking it out, especially if you're a fan of Pillars of Eternity, Avowed, or RPGs in general. It's a bunch of us from the community getting together, discussing games with Pillars of Eternity in focus, and Avowed especially, now that it's kind of in the limelight, and I'm sure it will be in months to come, or especially next year. But as I'm going through the reveal trailer, picking through it frame by frame, just wanting to see if we can spot anything lore-wise that I need to let you guys know about, uh, there's obviously a lot to go over, and there's discussions to be had. So me and the guys got together, and we discussed our opinions. And Sora was gracious enough to let me have the audio from that uh, to use as this week's episode for you guys to listen to. Come next week, I will have a normal episode for you guys to go through. I'm going to go through the trailer. I'm going to point out anything that is lore-related in that and any thoughts that I may or may not have. If you have any questions about the trailer or any lore stuff or opinions on things, that you want me to answer in next week's episode, send me an email at worldofaora at gmail.com. But that's enough of me talking. Here is Avowedcast's next episode, which should be releasing on their podcast feed tonight at the same time. They will also have a second episode featuring some of the other guys who are from Europe with their thoughts on the matter. But uh, hopefully you'll check that out and check Avowedcast out if you're not already subscribed. Thanks everyone for listening. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Avowedcast, the fan community podcast for Obsidian Entertainment's future RPG game titled Avowed. We have a special episode today. The second trailer for Avowed just dropped this past weekend at the Xbox Showcase, and we wanted to share our thoughts. The first segment is from our North American hosts, which includes Gingerino, Jesse, and Remarin. After their responses to the trailer, we're going to shift over to the European host, which includes Parenthesis, Kiwi, and Jed Bandu. Uh, these, of course, are immediate impressions. We just watched the trailer. We haven't really had the luxury of time to examine and digest everything yet, but we do want to give you our initial thoughts. We knew our listeners would be curious to have a general idea about what we thought of the trailer and what we saw in the trailer, so that's what we're going to give you today. So without further ado, let's head over to our North American group and hear what they have to say. Let's do this. Let's. We just saw the the Xbox Showcase uh, trailer for Avowed. Um, we were expecting it. We'd heard some rumors beforehand drop that it was a pretty heavy 100% yes that we'd see it. I kind of thought we'd see it at the very beginning, but they started with Fable. Uh, I kind of thought it would also be maybe one more thing at the end, but it was kind of tucked in in the first, I guess, five or after the first five or six reveals, it kind of was plugged in at that point. Um, which was weird for me. I thought this would be one of the shining gems that they would really want to stick to, but it was kind of shoved in there between a bunch of other stuff. Um, but we just saw it. it. It runs about, I guess it's, what is it about over uh, after you skip the obsidian has this new like lead in, which I thought was cool. They have this new like graphical was, lead in. That was badass. I like that one. I was like, oh, yeah. is that the guy yeah. from New Vegas? Or is that the guy from, oh, this is obsidian. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. They got a lot to be proud of, and it's good that they put that out there. And we and it says 20 years of making your world your way. So it's a great motto. It's it, it's a good look. That took about 
30 seconds of the trailer and then the rest of the trailer uh was about two minutes long um so let's do this before we dig in too heavily into things like lore story location graphics combat that kind of stuff i just want to get your overall feel like um what did you when you were when you finished watching it and you're sitting there and you're like oh my god three years three fucking years later um <laughs> what are you what are you feeling so i'm gonna i'm gonna go reverse order what's on my screen and i'm gonna start with remoran what, what was your gut what was are you like jumping up and down are you are you buying plane tickets to irvine to throw them a party what, <laughs> what, are, you, what, what are you doing what are you feeling about what you saw I I was crazy excited. I mean, I was I was watching it with my brother and my friend, and none, neither of them played the Pillars games. As soon as I saw uh, Kai, this new companion, start talking, um, I didn't know his name was Kai at the time, but I was like, oh, Amawa, Amawa, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I got up on my seat, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, this is about, this is about. So uh, I'm just excited. I'm I'm really positive about the trailer. I do understand. I did like as it was going through. I thought. Oh, I see what Jez meant when he said it was Outer Worlds with fantasy. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? Can, like I can when, see that. Uh, outer I, Worlds I can see it, but not in a negative aspect. Like when I first heard him say that, I was like, "Oh no, I wouldn't like that." But you know, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I can see what he means." But uh, but the, in my view, it was a positive thing. Okay, cool. I, I like that take, uh, Jesse. I'm assuming you saw it, and uh, what what are your feelings about what you saw? Um, well, uh, I was watching it, uh, with a friend, uh, over Discord, and, uh, he was talking, like, half the trailer, but, um, I, my first thought was, is this Assassin's Creed? <laughs> well, <laughs> well it actually, sure. it's <laughs> funny. like it. It's funny, at the very beginning, that's what I, I was, I was like, wait, what is this? Uh, because I'd missed the, uh, I jumped in. Um, a little bit after the Obsidian lead-in. And when I first started watching it, because I was in the car, actually, uh, I saw them walking on the the plane, uh, walking on the dock. And I was yeah. like, what? It looked, it does. It had that yeah. look. <laughs> it looks like, I so thought it was Assassin's Creed. My buddy thought it was Assassin's Creed. Because when I said it, he went, yeah, I think so. That's going to be a remake. And then um, I saw, like, the magic and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, it's avowed. It's avowed, dude. <laughs> we got the trailer in three years. Finally, and, that, uh, and then I told him to shut up so I could listen. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I thought uh, I initially thought it, it looked great. I do see what they meant by very outer worldsy, and I can agree with that. But I thought that it looked good. I mean, the the textures I, I didn't immediately look at and be like you. Uh, I was really impressed by all the spell effects and everything. Um, I would have liked a little bit more of like gameplay and not just really flashy uh tiny clips of combat but um i i liked the i liked what i saw I, cool uh, yeah, I'm, I'm i'm more excited now excellent good uh gingerino what 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 were you doing when did you did you see it live i because i wasn't again i wasn't really on discord or anything <laughs> so no i i didn't i didn't see it live per se i so i was in church at the time and I forgot to oh, turn wow. my phone off. And so, as you can expect, the moment that about yeah, was it's revealed, blowing up. Discord, Reddit, messages. It was everything was going insane. And that's when I put the tweet out because I went out to the bathroom, quote unquote, and I put the tweet out. Yeah, I was so excited. Uh, watched it right after I got home, 
and I don't know. I was I was over the moon. I really I enjoyed the little minute we had. I like that intro too that Obsidian did. That was cool. Yeah. It was a, a nice remake on that, but yeah, I was satisfied with it. I recognized the Amawan right away, and anyone who doesn't is a filthy heathen. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, that first when you see that, and the rendering on that was fantastic. I'm not, I mean, that, I feel like that was CGI. I don't, I mean, but yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I mean, it was I don't supposed know. to knows? be all in game, but I mean, I, I guess know, they could I have know. CG, they could have had like CG in game cutscenes, right? So. I mean, it looks so good, though. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, that's Kai, the narrator, uh, Mawan, and very, very convincingly, you could tell right away if you played the game exactly what it was. So my impression, like I said, I was in the car. I was on the way to an event. I knew what time it was, so I would popped on my phone, and right as I popped on, I saw the walking on the planks. And like Jesse, I, I first thing, since I missed the Obsidian lead-in, I was like, Oh, new new Assassin's Creed. Interesting. This will be <laughs> this will be cool. Um, and then of course Kai, and then I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, I know exactly what this is. I kind of freaked out because I'm like, oh my god, it's actually happening, and I didn't expect it. Like I said, just to be kind of tucked in, like a you know a little Minecraft DLC or something. They just kind of slid it in in the middle of the first part of the. <laughs> I just it didn't get the spotlight I thought it was going to get, but I guess that's they oh, have to do what they have to do. I, can, and, I can and agree and with that. I think it's more than enough. Like you saw, what we've done for three years on just a reveal trailer. On, yeah, so. yeah. So we got another three years in us. Yeah, there excellent. I, I mean, it it, <laughs> it does say at the end 2024, which is kind of what I we had originally predicted after some of the the things that had leaked. I don't know which one of you said it, but and it, this is pains me in so many ways uh, to say this, but Jez was right. <laughs> I mean, pretty much point for point, everything he said was right. Boy, I mean, how does that feel? I mean, think how it, does it feel to say uh, all of that? Well, it's not things. necessarily that it was right. It was that they were using him as their PR person and that he, he, anyway, uh, okay. don't get me. You couldn't quite. <laughs> anyway, you got to give him credit. The guy, everything pretty much he said was right. It is pretty much i mean this is not a negative it is essentially outer worlds uh, fantasy yeah outer worlds and aora i mean the graphics were outer worldsy and i didn't think outer worlds graphics were bad i didn't think they were triple a but i didn't think they were bad um, i get the yes their worlds feel go ahead I, I feel like the outer worlds feel that just comes from like it's almost like they used back uh what do, you, what do you want to say like the behind the curtains part of the outer worlds and games the assets not, not just yeah. the assets but i mean well, like the way that there's two companions the and even just how far they are like, it, yeah it all has that kind of that same mechanic to it it has that same i almost feel like the engine's the same i mean it is kind of so i feel like that they just learned from the outer worlds and they're bringing that into avowed but it doesn't look outer yeah. worldsy at least it didn't look outer worldsy to me like i didn't get that same feeling well I, it didn't look fuchsia vomit, thank God, but it did look Outer Worlds to me. <laughs> That's not bad, though. Like, I gave Outer Worlds an A+. Plus. I think Outer Worlds is a fantastic game for what it is. It's a great story. The companions in it were just amazing. Mm -hmm. It is a great game for what it is. It wasn't a triple-A game, but it was a great game. Um, so uh, that was my impression when it finished, is that, wow, finally, this is great. I'm glad they're finally opening up and... Um, though we're not going to talk about it here, they at the same time the trailer dropped, they released a PC Gamer article where Obsidian kind of broke the silence, and we'll be talking about that in a future podcast. But 
um, they reveal a lot of other details about the game and the direction that it took and why they took that direction. But again, we're not going to get into that. This is just the trailer. So it's funny that if the, we back up a little, you guys said go ahead. this looked like Assassin's Creed. I because I watched it knowing it was avowed, and I at first I'm like, this isn't featured in the Dead Fire, is it? Yeah. So. Oh right. You know me, I'm looking at it from a lore perspective. I'm trying to place the timeline, and I I saw an island in Mawa. I saw a guy on the docks, but I mean, thankfully, he then mm-hmm. said the word Living Lands, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I kind of want to start there if we can do that real quick. I want to read to you. I copied the narration. So the Amawa narrator named Kai, um, I want to read exactly word for word what he says. And then I kind of want to give you a chance uh, to respond to that as to what the meanings behind some of that is. So he starts out by saying, people don't like you very much. Speaking of you visiting this place, um, you've been sent to the living lands by an emperor that couldn't bother to come here himself. It's very clearly a dear empire. That's kind of my gut feeling. I mean, it wasn't really said that, but that's kind of when I said brought from an emperor that uh, didn't want to come himself Um, to investigate some plague that seems to be corrupting our very souls. What are they referring to? Couldn't. I don't really know. Definitely some soul magic. Yeah, there's something animantic. I don't know what, though. Yeah. Well, you yeah, saw I mean, that in, there's, in the trailer, there's an Audra pillar uh, connected to a machine that yeah. looks really cool. Uh, yeah, so, so it's... Definitely some animancy. Definitely animancy, soul magic, uh, you know, that, that, that whole thing we learned about in the Pillars games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, you want us to trust you, but the truth is you scare us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you fight, uh, the power you wield, the secrets you keep. You're either here to save us or destroy us. So now you have all this power. What are you going to do with it? We think. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all the, the narration we got uh, along with the images. But from that narration, from what he said, any impressions on um, lore, story, how this fits into what we know of Aora? A lot of people are saying Watcher. Like they're thinking that we're going to be another Watcher character like we were in Pillars of Eternity. It's based off of like the description of you're powerful, you have secrets and all this and you kind of scare us. Because, I mean, what else would scare an average person in the living lands? I don't know. I mean, I think it's like kind of like a double a double whammy type thing where you are probably a watcher that's the power that they're referring to but you're also an agent of of this yeah. really and that's powerful what i was wondering is like, does it is it actual like magic power or is it just like the level of authority that this person has and so they're not actually a watcher and it, they don't really give us a clear answer which is i'm sure is yeah. on purpose. oh yeah it's it's definitely intentionally vague to a point but we have more than we've ever had before with that with that text around definitely. the narration um, I think there's knowing them and the way that they, they craft their stories and the way that they write and how their writing is so intentional. I think that if we pick through that and we reflect on it more, which we'll do for the next podcast, there's probably a lot more into that than we think. I don't think this is somebody just, you know, sitting on the toilet job. Oh, this sounds good. Jotting this down. <laughs> I think every sentence and every word here has, has some meaning. I'm still digesting it. Um, so definitely something that we need to continue to look at. So the lore and the story 
uh, is there anything else image wise in the trailer that you think reveals more about the story or what we're going to be tasked with or what you think uh, the main antagonist might be? There's definitely a lot of stuff in the trailer. I did like a, a quick sort of write up on reset era where I just like, like did screenshots of the of the trailer and talked a little bit about the lore but this is for people who who aren't you know pillars uh players but you know i noticed a lot of Adir- uh flags adherent yep. flags um and uh enemies with tabards with the 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 symbol of a- the adherent empire i noticed flags for um the valian uh republic uh Rautai, and raid saris yeah, there was there was banners um, for a lot of the factions here at this one port yep, city and i'm yep. like what are they all doing here mm-hmm. so they're all doing yep I, I noticed um uh that you know that that adra pillar with with machines attached to it so there's definitely some some animancy um involved in the story um i also noticed a couple like i noticed that he, that he was the, the the player was fighting dwarves so i read that, you, that you're only able to um play as uh human and elves and that kind of makes sense if you're from the Adiran empire because they're they're a human elf society um but it looks like there's obviously other races because there's the Aomawan companion and then i've you see him fighting dwarves what i want to know is are there going to be godlike because we didn't see any of them but i mean they're supposed to be rare so that that kind of makes sense but yeah i didn't see a single one a lot of, and also another, another thing in the trailer, a lot of sar, sarups. Yeah. The, uh, the reptilian which is humanoids. Ex- which yes. Is exciting. Because where a you find sarups, you find dragons. Yeah. Yep. No, there's no question. I, I'm surprised I didn't put one of those in there. But uh, yeah, that's definitely in there. Um, I do think that uh, um, it sounds to me, or it looks to me like from what I could see, that it's going to be your companions. That's where you're going to get the flavor of all these different nations and of all these different uh, races. And that since you can only play as a human or an elf, um, I'm assuming that's kind of where you're going to pull in your, uh, your story. For those who aren't familiar with Aora at all, they got to have some way to give you an essence of, of what, what these different races are, you know, right. So that, that through those companions is probably where you're going to get that at least at this point, and then probably in a DLC, you'll be able to play others. But um, yeah, so I, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting story. When's, when's the, when's the timeline again? When did this, when's this taking place? We don't know. We don't know. I, I would imagine, because oh. me and another friend were talking about this, if you had any game happen after Deadfire, there's so much convoluted information that you would have to try to give a new player to this world. It doesn't make sense that you'd want to have a game after the Pillars games, so... But it, it could yeah. be either like during or in between there's one and two. It could be also during either of those games. Um, but if it was beforehand, it would be probably pretty shortly beforehand, just because we're seeing like Valian Trading Company mm. that there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. One flag I didn't recognize. Which I is don't a know. major faction in yeah. Major faction in POE two and we don't know I mean, you might know this, Gingerino, how how long they've been a faction. Like pre uh, Valian, the Valian Trading Company has been actually has been a faction for a long time, but whether or not they have an established presence in Living Lands is kind of unknown. But the Huana being there is also interesting because it's like the opposite side of the world, and I don't see why they would have ever 
gone somewhere else and set up shop unless it was for a very important reason. So I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it definitely kind of paints the living lands as this huge trading port. I don't know. That's kind of the impression I got, definitely does. Um, which <clears throat> is not not what I thought would be. That's not no, what I thought it would be. What if but it wasn't so much that's a okay. trading port, but like, what if it was, what if something happened at the living lands and everyone in Aora is like, okay, we need to each get our asses over there and deal with this. And you, your character just happens to come from a deer. Cause that would also explain why all these factions are there, including the Huana. Or kind of like an arms race, something something interesting mm -hmm. is there, and everyone's trying to go there. Exactly, to, and so to, to it's get not it so much like a trading post; like it's more like just this hub where all these different cultures happen to be setting up shop and working from. Almost kind of like prospector mine type thing, you know? You go to a town and you just represent different companies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. I could see that. That's a good point. That's a, the prospector idea is a good good way to put it. Um, I don't know. I as far as uh, when it happens. I'm kind of leaning towards definitely not Almost after Pillars not. of Eternity 2. Um, and uh, so I think the idea of maybe concurrently uh, has some weight there. I kind of like that a little bit, but I also feel like this could be like a, uh, you know, right before the events of the first game. It could also be that, I guess. Um, and it's interesting that they didn't really give us more clues about that, but I'm sure we'll get that later on. So I want to move on from lore and just really kind of talk about the location. So the living lands we knew a little bit about, um, you know, not a lot, but a little bit that was written uh, through lore and such in the other games. Um, what is your impression of what you saw from the environment? Um, all of the, the lands that they kind of, flashed and showed in the trailer is that what you envision as the living lands when you kind of were playing it through in your head before you saw the way they graphically represented it does anybody want to jump in with what they thought of that uh, um it wasn't quite what i was expecting because the living lands in my mind is like from valley to valley there can be a drastic change in environment and biome and i really i didn't see a lot of drastic changes you know, there was at one point like uh, a volcano and then there was like a kind of dead cliffy rocky area and then there was kind of like this nice meadowy leading to the shoreline but it like it wasn't drastic from one point to another but uh, you know whatever that being said th there's a lot of the game we clearly haven't haven't seen yet who do you think did you think it was diverse rimoran how do you feel about it yeah i think there was i think it was pretty diverse depending on like there were some scenes that were underground so i couldn't tell if there's like a whole underground area kind of like skyrim or if that was just kind of like a, a dungeon area but like uh, there was definitely i think it was definitely diverse i don't know if i would i would call it like inside the um the living lands uh lore book where it explains like how diverse it is i imagined you know very very diverse like very different biomes but i didn't uh, i don't think i saw that i kind of imagined my my what i was expecting was um kind of more wild i think more um untamed more wild more maybe jungle? more for yeah jungle more more either tropical or foresty yeah, that's, or ow. we saw a lot of we saw a lot of plains i mean we saw a lot of hills yeah. and rolling hills and such and that's fine but did we see I any snow? see snow? I don't even think we saw. I didn't no. see a desert. I didn't see jungle or forest, and that was the kind of thing I was keeping an eye out for. So, 
uh, again, we, how much have we really been shown, right? Right, yeah. maybe that wasn't their point. Maybe their goal wasn't to give us a real grasp of this location. You know, they're, they're really with that. I think with that trailer, they're really what they're trying to do is let's present to people who aren't as familiar with Aora because obviously that's going to be 90% of their audience anyway. And let's kind of give them a, a feel for how this game plays, I think is really kind of what they focus on, which is why I think they leaned into the combat. I mean, I would say 80% of this trailer is combat. Yeah. I mean, it's just combat, 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 like, where there's yeah. magic story or dialogue showing where you're talking to characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, fighting all the time and then magic holy crap are we even able to play this game in a play style that's non-magical i mean someone did ask on twitter uh in the avowed um twitter they they uh linked the trailer and somebody said are there uh dialogue trees in this and uh -oh. they responded with a picture of the obsidian logo <laughs> which Means, means yes. obviously, yeah. Which means Even yes. grounded has dialogue options. For goodness' sake, like, come on. Yeah. So I know Jesse, you talked about a little bit about the how you were impressed or how the the magic seemed interesting to you. What is your feeling about that kind of combat? I mean, there's a couple of things that I would be curious your thoughts on because one, uh, the whole drawing of crap in the air, which is great and cool and beautiful. Yeah. Um, that definitely means slightly slower combat might be more anticipatory combat, not like quick. How do you feel about all that you saw with the, the magic combat? Uh, so when it comes to, when it comes to magic, I, um, I think, uh, a game like Morrowind does it really, really well, but really, really well for its time. Um, I think magic should be overpowered in a way. Like have a much higher uh, a much higher ceiling for what you can and cannot do with it um, than say hand to hand or you know any sort of melee or ranged combat. Um, so, but the issue with that, at least from a gameplay perspective, is balancing. So yeah. I would think that if you're gonna if you're gonna have magic that feels really powerful and meaty and um, <clears throat> makes rewards a player for seeking you know the secrets of the universe then you would have to balance it out somehow by making things slow or uh, i mean the only other option that you would have would be limiting severely limiting how much magic they can cast and that's just not fun because in that case you're just waiting for magic to come back essentially and i that's yeah that's very that's a very cheap way of uh balancing magic as a whole so if you have spells that are, you know, they take more time to cast, but they have a better effect. Right. Versus, and they, and they did know. have, they showed, definitely showcase some of the effects in there with the massive fire explosions and the, you know, they, they de I guess they definitely showcase some of the power with it. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd not opposed, I didn't dislike what I saw as far as the magic. I thought it was cool. I thought it was, it was definitely, different i mean you yeah. don't necessarily see that a lot from you know playing in first person games i mean i you saw it maybe a little bit in the elder scrolls games but not to this extent and yeah. uh definitely putting a lot of uh cool um animations around it you know yeah. uh 
which I like as well. I think that's all great. Again, my only concern was we, we really didn't see much of anything else. There was a sword blocking an attack. Uh, there was uh, the pistols at the beginning. Um, but um, I don't know if they just thought magic sells or if it really is that big a part of it's this probably, story in this game. Just woven into well, it. I wonder oh. if the like, I wonder if the circles yeah. of the drawing is just a way of timing out spells. Because I don't think, I don't know if they're going to go the mana route with this, you know? Mm, I I, uh, I can agree with that. I would think that it might just be there to... Right, so uh, if it takes longer to cast, so if it takes yeah. longer to cast, then that's how they kind of do, that's kind of, that's how they handle the equivalency of, of like how mana works, right? So more powerful takes longer to cast, then you might get, your ass bitten off by the time you get the spell <laughs> off right so okay. i mean and that's cool that brings a lot of that um edginess that uh, anticipation yeah. like oh can i pull this off before like, he and companions me will in be the gut, ever more you know? important for that yeah. reason too like can they hold them off for the 10 full seconds it takes for you to power up to kill everybody spell right <laughs> yeah, right that's my what nuclear it's bomb cannon, spell sure. nuclear bomb spell Yes. Um, so we did see some creatures in there. Do you guys, uh, do you have any thoughts on some of the things we saw? You know, we saw quite a few, I think. They showed it. I didn't count them, but I'm at least five in my head right now that I can remember. Did any of them kind of remind you of anything you saw in the Pillars games? I can't remember. Well, what did we see? We saw Zarops, the little kobold-like things. We Besides saw bear. Zarops? I don't, I don't think so. Well, yeah, that's um, right. That big, ogre, like, ogre thing? But, uh, I spent an embarrassingly long time paused yeah. on that image trying to think what fucking race is this? I've never seen this race before. And then I was like, oh shit, this is not yeah. stupid me. It's not a playable <laughs> race. <laughs> Other than right. that, I, yeah, I don't Oh stuff. well, which and is, then undead stuff, of course. Which is interesting. Undead, I was I mean, gonna get into that. Don't yeah. just pop up for no reason <clears throat> in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, um, I'm just scanning through the trailer right yeah, now to see a, the ones that I be, saw. There's going to be too much in here. This is going to be the rest of my month for sure. It's just picking through I'm, each frame. I'm I'm also watching the, the trailer again too. Yeah, it's there's so much in here. Um, anyway, I I, I had a good feel for. It. I was a little bit concerned about the musical approach. So what I did was I did this. I went back and watched the uh trailer for the original pillars of eternity and how they i know it's isometric i get it. it was like seven years ago or longer than that but i watched it i went back and watched the very first outer worlds trailer this mm. trailer definitely leaned more towards the outer worlds trailer the the feeling i kind of got again i i think part of the reason that our reaction to the trailer is going to be a little different than like my wife's reaction, you know, I mean, like somebody who doesn't know anything about Aora, you know, is, is because I think it was really meant for them and not for us. And we'll probably get yeah. a trailer for us at some point later <clears throat> down the road. I think this was more like a Indiana Jones commercial. It was kind of <laughs> the pounding, the pounding drums, the flashy images, the tons of combat. And then did I mention combat? And then, um, you get to fight things and um, the graphics are fake and plasticky and, you know, uh, 
it it just looked like a it whereas if you go back and you watch the pillars of eternity trailer yes some of the music towards the end was a little bombastic but it starts out it's very eerie it kind of builds this this mood and this emotion and this uh this feel you know what i'm saying and that that was the thing i loved about pillars was it was so mature and it was so um not just a tone in the writing, but just graphically mature. And then by that, what I mean is, I mean, hell, the first couple of parts of the game, you see all the people hanging from the tree. And the, uh, so I, I just, it, do you get what I'm saying? It just felt, yeah. it felt a little less mature. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Oh. It felt a little more flashy and not something I typically would, would think I would see from Obsidian for an RPG at least. And um, kind of just, I don't know if rushed is the way I would say it. Was this something that was given to them right after Redfall where Microsoft said, oh, shit, um, <laughs> you got to put something out um, because you know what I'm saying? They have such a great way to build atmosphere. That's why I love Obsidian. I mean, they're at their the feeling of the world through the music, through the through the words and through the tone. You know, it's not a um, a commercial for uh, you know the sequel to The Flash or something. It's it's supposed to be Obsidian, and I just didn't get as much of the feel. Well, from I, this. I, I Does agree anybody see what I'm, like, agree with that or do you no, totally no, no, disagree? Based yeah. thing, like their writing is so good, character driven stuff. But we didn't really get much of that. Maybe just Kai, like that's the closest thing in Obsidian's quality from this. Sorry, Jesse, I interrupted you. You go. Uh, I was I was just gonna say I, I I agree wholeheartedly. I see exactly what you're saying. It, it it reminds me of all the arguments people make about Bethesda games, where they say they're going for more mainstream appeal. And I'm going to apologize in advance for my dog uh, making a noise. He's very passionate about this. It's okay. okay. I can real tell. right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So talk crap about Bethesda. Right <laughs> um, my, they're my they're my favorite. I play as a <laughs> <laughs> be honest, my sure, I, I didn't have what to go with, but yeah, uh, anyway. I love Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyways, um, honestly, the um, when I'm looking at that uh, trailer, it reminds me so much of Bioshock. Oh, that's uh, true. It does a yeah. little bit. It, Although like, Bioshock had had not, I mean, the last Bioshock didn't, but the very first one was started. The trailer was very, very mysterious <clears throat> and very, very. Um, yes. misty like you're coming through this mist in this world underwater and mystery there's no mystery no. here you come off the no, docks no. you get attacked and there's these blowing explosions a bear comes at you i mean it's uh, yeah okay. uh, it, it looks like they're just trying to appeal to more people because i think what they're dealing with is the fact that um the type of people that are into games for the things that you get out of like poe are already going to be interested in this game because Pillars of Eternity exemplifies so, so many of those things, like branching dialogue and consequences for your actions and more mature themes. So they're already going to be interested in this before the majority of the rest of the population that play video games. They're just going to see another fantasy game. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, this was right after Fable, right? And the thing that makes Fable stand out is its irreverence, yes. and its humor. And for a lot of people, they're going to look at this and they're going to think Skyrim. 
or yeah uh, yeah so i think i think that's what they're trying to uh do i think they're just trying to stand out a little bit so they're like look at all our cool effects and i mean i'm i'm going to trust that obsidian you know it's not just flashy effects it's not just you know set dressing when in reality everything is more or less the same uh like in in skyrim you know you have spells that are are really cool they look really cool but they don't really do much outside of just raw damage and occasionally there's right. some effects but there's only they're not very useful at the end of the day um <clears throat> I don't think that's the case here because we see uh, a lot of the spells have different effects, like uh, like the Bucking Bronco spell. I don't know if you guys remember Bioshock Infinite. But there's a yes, uh, yeah, Bucking Bronco plasma that could just like shoot people up in the air a little bit and hold. That's them pretty there. awesome. That was dead ass right in the trailer. Yes, that's just that's that's what it makes me think of that they're just trying to show that there's a little bit more variety there as far as combat goes. So Remoran, do you how do you feel about the atmosphere of this trailer per, portrays? Do you feel like is do you feel like the trailer is going to be kind of what we're going to get as far as atmosphere and theme, or do you feel the kind of what I was saying that this is more of uh, Indiana Jones six, uh, come and join us kind of thing? <laughs> I think it was like I think similar to what you said about audience. I think it was made for a specific audience. It's made for the xbox showcase audience you know a lot of these people have never played a pillars game whereas the the pillars trailers were meant for people who loved the infinity engine games so there's a lot of like nostalgic music and there's a lot of like quiet like very orchestral type you know slow burn type of music versus this type of trailer so like i i feel like I, I do kind of feel like it was a mistake for them not to put, like, a couple of dialogues in there just to, to show that, hey, this is... I mean, we know that this is going to be an Obsidian game, but, like, I, I don't think you get an idea... You get the idea that it is based off that trailer. It's very combat-heavy, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I think the... Con- they, it seems like they're doing some really cool stuff with the combat. It seems like it's very... Kind of like what I said, Elder Scrolls Online, like, very ability-heavy. Yeah. Um. You see, I I think there's one part in the trailer where you see yeah, like somebody actually, getting shield bashed. Too, the shield is like, which is pretty cool. Like, like made out of spare parts, something. Stone. Yeah, yeah. It was like a stone shield. And there's also like uh uh someone dual wielding magic and melee. So I, it was basically designed. The trailer seemed like it was designed to say, "Look how fun our combat is," uh, oh, which yeah, is cool. Exactly. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping to see a story trailer because, you know, that's my <laughs> what, I, what I play for. is it, Combat is cool, but what I really play for is the dialogue, the, yeah, co- the companions, that First stuff, the story. So I'm, I'm hoping to see Twitchy that. Games, so I'm like, now, it, please give me a charisma option because yeah. I, I need to play this game. <laughs> it, it definitely came across to me just the trailer, and I know this won't be the game. I believe it won't be the game. It came off as generic fantasy, and that I think that could potentially be a slight mistake on their part, um, you know, in false advertising a little bit. Because if if I was Josh, say I'm an eight year old and I see this, I'm instantly not going to think there's going to be branching dialogue trees. I'm Good. instantly Good. I'm make, not thinking make, that's going to happen at all. So think I've been misled effectively. Right. <laughs> no, they're you know this is like oh cool this is like Fortnite with magic and you know I mean oh, but no you're not doing uh, I'm Stand kidding of course but what, what I'm saying is I'm for it actually 
I want them to rebrand as this is a not night in Aora no. and then completely pull the rug from under everyone. Do that. Just yes. do it. Yes. Yeah, building forts in the middle of the trailer. Yeah. No, seriously, I think this is going to be an obsidian game. I think that tweet you mentioned signifies that it wants to be. Here's what I think happened very, very honestly. I could be 100% wrong, and most of the time I am. But honestly, I think what happened is somebody went to Carrie Patel and said, Look, I know you don't want to do it but you got to do it. You need to put two people or three people on this thing. And she's like, no, she's like, we're making a game. We don't have time for this bullshit. Um, we don't have time to appease whoever he's And So then, you know, uh, the head of the studio probably like, yeah, you, you kind of got to do it. They're leaning on us a little bit. She's like, fine, fuck it. Uh, uh, Joe and uh, Chris, you got, uh, yeah, no, I don't want coffee. I'm not asking for coffee. You don't have to go get me coffee. Just come here. I'm going to give you here. There's a folder. There's a bunch of shit in here. We took a bunch of images and stuff. You guys go in the corner real quick. Can you throw something together? Carrie, what's Uh, with this change in attitude? You're usually so nice to people. What's going on? Why am I afraid of you all of a sudden? Right. (laughs) You don't want us to get you coffee? Um, so, I mean, again, of course, I'm, I'm <laughs> a being little a you little know, bit. His, uh, his Carrie Patel you know, impression uh, is not necessarily over the top on here. Point. Hey, it's me, Carrie Patel. Yeah, uh, I don't drink <laughs> coffee anymore. <laughs> but seriously, does it? Okay, I'm gonna seriously, Ginger, does it not feel like? Does it not feel like somebody was given this job on the side, and this was not a very thoughtful trailer this is like we got to do this let's put some people on it put something together make it look nice show some flashy oh. stuff and bring it back to my desk while the core team I, is going to continue working on making this making. great game and they have to, to some degree yeah just and the only reason i say yes is because i've played enough obsidian games to be like <laughs> this isn't why a lot of people play obsidian games a lot of people play obsidian games for the narrative for the characters for the choices and the impact don't play it for the combat. Not that they will make bad combat, but like that's when I see this, I'm like, well, that's not really the core thing. That being said, I think Remoran makes a really good point in that this is for Xbox Games Showcase, and there is not going to, you know, the, there's a wide audience there, and you're wanting to appeal to people. And depending on how far the game is, the combat might be the thing to show off right now. The story might not be, depending on how far along it is, or how close they are to done, or what they wanted to make it so honestly i feel like they actually put a lot of effort into this i think they put a lot of thought into what they were going to show do i think it necessarily represents what the game will be or what obsidian is not necessarily but i think it represents what they wanted to, to appeal to with the audience that was going to see it i agree I would uh, I would also argue that Obsidian is very tongue in cheek with everything they do. Like the response to that tweet that you just posted, Rimrin. Um, yeah. I mean, literally the last game they just released was a entirely text based murder mystery game set in the 1500s, where you sometimes you had to click on words yeah. and dialogue yeah. boxes. Click this button so you know what the hell is for, going on. For what they were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what a diet is in the 1500s. Go ahead and figure you it filthy out. Filthy Nuremberg, Uneducated Swine. Right, right. Exactly. We had to take excerpts Which from I, I Wikipedia for, just so you I could understand, understand the context of the game. So I think, it, yeah. 
I uh, I knew a little bit boy thanks Kingdom to uh, my boy Kingdom Come Deliverance, but um, yeah. But uh, so if they're going to show off something, I imagine it would be the one thing that they're not always praised for. I think the only game I see people say, yeah, the combat was good for the time was New Vegas, and that's because it, all they yeah. did was add iron sights. It was built mostly yeah. around a system that Bethesda implemented. So I would argue that um, if they were like, let's show off all the dialogue options and gameplay, that isn't the one thing that we don't really do a lot yeah. of. And, and I feel it's like a, almost like a story trailer is for like a smaller showcase. Yeah, like that's, that's a good you show. Yeah, you might yeah. be right. And there is the Tuesday the show, yeah. Yep. You know, Jesse be... brought up a point. I just, I really like the way you worded it, and you're kind of changing my mind a little bit. In that, um, you said that they wanted to show off things that they're not usually known for, and when you think about it, they have gotten criticism past, you know, just from general in general mm -hmm. that oh, they make boring games, or and we know that's not true. But, you know, they're like, oh, they make boring games. Oh, the combat's stupid. So maybe this is that kind of trailer. Maybe this is like, you know what? You think we don't do things that are fun and exciting and that you don't have a lot of cool shit happen? Watch this. It could be that. And yeah. that, and, and if that's the case, I get it. Yeah. yeah I well, love alternate... the Outer Worlds, but I, I'm not going to lie. The AI was dumb as hell in that game. That's and true. Every, yeah, every, every uh, analyzation video I see on the Outer Worlds, they just talk about how awful the AI is. So, alternate conversation with with carrie patel hey carrie and <laughs> but can you figure out a trailer what what do you want to show off and if they look at their combat and they say oh man like i think we made we gave we made something really special let's just let's show it's this new thing off that we're not usually known for badass, you know what i mean yeah i get that <laughs> you know one thing that, one thing that i will say I will say this. I will say that one thing Obsidian's known for, and it kind of goes with what you just said, is they are who they are, and they don't make any apologies for it. And they're going to do what they're going to do, and you can shove it. And which I know can seem, you know, to an outsider is maybe arrogant, but I think it's confidence. I think it's like we, because, you know, they did an interview. We won't talk much about it, but where they basically said, you know, we're not Bethesda. We're not these other companies. We're uh, a company that does this. We're a company that's good at this. So we're going to lean into what we know and what we're good at. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. Um, and yeah. that is a good attitude, I think, as a game company, especially one that's as successful as they have been. They know who they are. They have an identity. Um, and so I think that kind of that bravado uh is kind of a good thing. Yeah. I can't agree so, with that. So we we took a kind of a, a quick get, glance at the trailer. We don't want to make this too long tonight. Um, so anybody have any thoughts, anything else you want to address, particularly about what you saw before we, we wrap I, up? I'm going to spend the next straight week analyzing every single frame and see what we get. I'm excited. Honestly, it, and I, I don't know, it takes this as a compliment or an Good. insult, uh, depending on whoever, whatever they think. For some reason, after watching that and talking about it and thinking <laughs> about other Obsidian games, I'm like, I think I should go back and play Outer Worlds again. I actually am. So they fixed um, Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition. 
So if anybody is uh, was upset about how it ran like crap, right. it's, it's perfectly fixed, at least on PC. I haven't played it on Xbox or, or PlayStation, but it's fixed now. And I plan on like 100% and getting all the achievements after watching this trailer for sure. Oh. I mean, it's a fantastic game and the DLC is fantastic. And it's, uh, you know, definitely a gem in their cap. So as are pretty much every game they've released, I think, in the past period in the past period mm -hmm. i mean i don't think they've ever done anything that's disappointed me um i i've been impressed with everything and i know i'll be impressed with this and i'm i just want to say to them if they're listening and i know they are um <laughs> thank you for for breaking your silence i don't know if this was uh, uh you know uh somebody pulling your arm behind your back and and you know making you do it or if this was on your own but we appreciate that mm -hmm. and i hope that this is a uh, uh, leaning towards more information than less and engaging your community and growing your community and helping people fall in love with this world before they even start playing the first thing. I think that's what I want to see from here is let's start leaking stuff. Let's start not leaking. I mean, don't talk to Jez, but let's start. <laughs> you have your own people. You have your own PR people. You don't have to rely on him. So start you know, it doesn't have to be another trailer. You could show us some artwork, put it up on the thing. You could show us maybe a, 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 a section from a page of a lore book or something. It, it can be uh, really rewarding, I think, to have that kind of relationship. That's what I want to see from here forward. That's why I'm excited about the trailer. I'm not depressed by it. I'm not upset by it. Um, it is what it is. I still think this is the number one game for me coming up. Um, and I'm super excited about it um and what do you guys feel are you looking you looking for more or do you think we'll you think we're going to get radio silence again 124 i think it's where i think we're going to i think we're going to slowly get more and more information and more and more i, I what i want to see is like character almost not deep dives but like introducing some of the companions because just i mean just looking at the character model for kai that is that character model is gorgeous. I am just ready to go on adventures with him and and go on deep dive conversations, yeah. quest hate, lines. I'll, I'll like, be the first I really want to see like the other companions as well. Hot. Let's be, let's be yeah. real, guys. It's like he's I, tell me that that isn't a good looking Amalwin. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, he's not my type. Romance guy. Saying, you know, uh, Xy and Drino. Have, I mean, have you seen The Shape <laughs> yeah. of Water, buddy? That's a movie you should check. Yeah, yeah. He's in. He plays in that movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The same actor. He's, he plays the fish man. I think. Yeah. I think, or the girl, one of the two. Oh, oh, you know what? It was the girl. Now we're gonna shift gears a little bit and head overseas to the European host and hear what their take is on the second trailer. So we have our European audience here, our hosts that uh, come from. Uh, over land and sea uh, from where I am at in Washington, D.C. And we're going to have them tell us a little bit about what they thought from the trailer for Avowed that we saw during the Xbox uh, Summer Showcase. Um, and before they begin, I just want to uh, say that my initial impression, I've had some time to chew on it, which is good. Um, my initial impression was... I'll just be frank, and this is no this is no hate for anybody. Pretty big disappointment. Um, it's uh, and I can get into more of that later as to why. Um, 
I'm not, I would say that I've had enough time to chew on it and digest it to where I'm not supremely negative about what I saw. Um, but I, I do feel like there may be some other issues other than the game going on that concern me a little bit um, with, with messaging and the company. But we'll get to that later. I want to kind of jump through. We have with us uh, from uh, Europe, we have Jed Mandu, we have Kiwi, and we have Parenthesis, who you all know. You know all three of them. Uh, they've been with us for a while. So I'm going to actually jump off and start with Parenthesis. And I, I'm really curious when you saw it, you know, I mean, how soon did you realize what it was is my first question. And um, how did you feel when you saw it? I had my suspicion the moment we saw the uh, the envoy walking down the um, the pier and we saw his scabbard uh, and so on waving around. And then and then when we saw the first, uh, you know, interstitial, I said, oh, yeah. That this is it. This 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 is is pillars of eternity, and I, you know, this is about. And I, <laughs> my 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 uh, how how is it goes? My my disappointment was immense, and my day was ruined. No, it's <laughs> it's it's a trailer that that does it no favors by sounding very visually bland at at, at this up. But we'll come back to that. It um, it does not put its best foot forward. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I, I see where you're you're going with that. I mean, there's the initial excitement when you realize excitement when you realize what it was. I mean, it's like finally mm, three yes. three years later, we're getting something. We're getting some communication from the company. They're actually showing us product at this point, not just a CGI trailer, which is what we got last time. Um, hopefully, some of that was actual gameplay. I assume it was uh, because that's the way they advertised it. Did you feel parenthesis that? Um, and, we'll, and like you said, we'll dig a little deeper into the visuals and stuff like that later. Mm-hmm. But do you f- feel like this is what you expected from the Living Lands? Uh, no, but I, but, I, but I knew that I had gotten a, a wrong impression of, of the Living Lands. In my mind, somewhere, I think it had crossed it across with uh, the Dishonored's, uh, what is it called? It's the... Um, it, it, they have a consonant uh, that whose name I forget. Who's which is just basically a the Pandisian consonant. Yes, that's it. Where, where everything is dangerous and wants to kill you, and and that somehow got lodged with the living lands. So I I'm actually surprised how temperate looking it was, uh, and and was was disappointed in in that. I'm sure that it has a lot to fans who who love the fact that now we're going to a temperate Europeanish. Uh, location, but I'm sort of like, oh, great. Yeah, I, I get you. So, Kiwi, I'm I'm curious. I know I know you got to see it. You probably watched it a couple of times. What what is your impression? How do you feel about the game at this point? This podcast, like any like other episodes of it, is is our proof that we are not paid by Obsidian. <laughs> they have made a lot of mistakes in the past, and the last time they didn't make one was POE one. Okay, so um, I didn't expect to see Avowed. I saw Avowed. Uh, first, I thought there's going to be some Assassin's Creed game, but it was Avowed. Uh, um, I, I'm not so much worried about what I saw in the trailer. I'm worried about all the things we didn't see in the trailer. Uh, obviously, it was rushed. So, someone 
from the Microsoft, their overlords told them that you need to make a trailer now and you will have the game next year. So there was a lot of like assets missing from the trailer. I only saw, saw humans and one Aumawa, no elf dwarves or the furry halflings uh, and no godlikes. So a lot of art assets are missing. Uh, so that's my initial take on that. What did you think of the narrator, Kiwi, when we saw, what was his name, Kai, that they gave him? Uh, uh, what did you think of him? He was an, he was a quite civilized island, Aumawa, probably Huana. Uh, he's one of the companions, looking from, from the trailer. Uh, I I can't really say much about him. I I, I don't even know what class he is. Probably could be a druid. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, the other two companions that we saw were pretty bland looking. Um, what was what was I saying? I, I he definitely they definitely presented him. Um, I, I don't know if jovial is the word, but at that kind of came across a little bit for me um i the personality i mean personality is personality you can't assign personality to race but um it was a little interesting um the uh, stunning graphics for yeah. for him i mean yeah. no question the skin and everything was gorgeous mm. i th i'd say he's probably one of the first companions we will meet if not even if not the first because <laughs> It's from what he said, it seems that your play, player character is very new to the place and people don't know how to react to the guy. I, and you are an envoy of the Eidre Empire. I, I want to make a, like a analog yeah, to Tyranny, the game by Obsidian. Yeah. Oh, you're yes. a faith binder there. But now you you are basically you come as an oathbinder or some something else. You have a station, I'd say. But what you're gonna do with that station, we don't know. Uh, I don't know if we are going to be a watcher or not because he the guy Kai this guy is telling that they are fearful of our powers. So what are we? I don't know. We are a human or an elf. But watcher or no, I don't know. We have some powers. Yeah, they didn't give us enough information probably to figure that out. So Jed Mandu, the moment of truth when you when you saw it, uh, I'm sure initially when you saw the Obsidian come up after the Assassin's Creed intro, um, you were like, "Oh, sweet, this has got to be avowed." What uh, what happened? What transpired as you watched the whole thing? Were you really were you were you was your interest raised at the end? You're like, "Oh my God, this is better than I thought it would ever would be." Were you disappointed, or are you just kind of I'm gonna wait and see? I think my expectations were met. I was whelmed. Uh, it, not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, just regular old whelmed. Um, I, I honestly, the art, the art style. I, I know people sort of have been kind of ragging on it and how it's kind of low fidelity, and it is kind of low fidelity. But I think that uh, it it feels consistent for some reason for me i don't know it's just the way the way the characters are the, the way the characters move 
the animations that we see it it feels very pillars of eternity it feels very like infinity engine for some reason which is weird in a first person perspective um i think that's why it kind of doesn't hit quite right um but you know who knows there's still plenty of time to firm up that stuff you can iron out some wrinkles in the next year or so and possibly have a very pretty game um but, but i think that as far as my as far as my expectations what i was expecting was a first person game set in the pillars universe uh you know the world of aora uh with sort of skyrim like combat for lack of a better term you know weapons slash magic uh being wielded per hand right um and we saw that and as far as the setting, I mean, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely got a lot of like boilerplate fantasy going on, which is not great because you know it's the living lens. It's kind of supposed to be chaotic, um, but at the same time, I mean, we do have those extremely colorful, like purple and green dominated scenes that we just get we get little flashes of it here and there, little flashes of something a little bit more unique, a little bit more obsidian, a little bit more pillars that I think I'm really going to enjoy. Um, really what it comes down to for me is, is the writing up to the same quality uh, as it was in previous yeah, games. Yeah, what's up with a, an Obsidian trailer with, with, with no story elements and yeah. no evidence of a dialogue tree? What's up with that? Well, I think they wanted to lean more cinematic. And it's not that we didn't get any story elements. We got... a. a, a a couple of little drips of knowledge like kiwi said i actually was thinking of tyranny as well which is why i groaned when you said it kiwi because <laughs> i was like oh we're the envoy of an emperor sent to a oh yeah foreign land uh and we're apprised of you know great uh, we're possessed of great power and oh my god are, now that you mentioned it yeah. kiwi, you're absolutely right <laughs> oh my gosh know whether to, whether to fear us or, co or cooperate with us or cooperate with us because they fear us uh and it's honestly i think i feel like more people more people should have played tyranny to begin with so it's kind of cool that we're seeing a little bit of an echo there uh i wouldn't mind that honestly um uh, sort of a uh a retread of some of those themes in a more i guess accessible form so um, kiwi brought something up i want to i want you guys to respond to so i'll go to you first parenthesis and i kind of like what what he said and it's a it's an angle that hadn't really fleshed out completely um in my head well and that was he he kind of hinted that maybe this was not something that they put a lot of thought into maybe this was something that uh phil spencer came to them after redfall and said dude we're in trouble um you got to put something out um, and then maybe Carrie Patel looks over to the side and picks a couple of interns and says, look, throw some shit together. Or is this something that they have been working on for months and in, a, in everything that they did was intentional, which is typical Obsidian, you know, very intentional moves, very deliberate uh, wording. Every word that drops is deliberate. Every scene that drops is deliberate. They're not just throwing crap together. So do you feel, parenthesis, this was uncharacteristic and maybe this was a bit of a rush or do you feel like this is this is the messaging they wanted to send one of the things one of the conclusions i've come to since last night is that i have this feeling that this is a trailer 
where they don't want to scare non-fans of Pillars of Eternity away. They want to say to everyone, oh, you can come here. This is not some elaborate universe where you need to know everything. It's got, it's got sort of, you know, assholes you need to, to, to fight, and you have some power, and this green-blue dude that you would get to know. So, 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 yeah, when I think about it, this might actually just be, be a, 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 a Microsoft-mandated rush job. Where they need to to throw something together to to attract, well, to show that they have some awesome RPGs in 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 the pipeline, and therefore they, they show us these this slightly sub Dragon Age Origin esque trailer. Yeah, Jemendu, uh, rust job or uh, deliberate, very well thought out uh, Obsidian type uh, presentation. So I think that I think that. What we're seeing in this trailer, by and large, is a smattering of some very early game areas. Um, because we're seeing, like like I said, a lot of that like boilerplate fantasy stuff, which is sort of what Pillars 1 kind of did. Well, okay, maybe not, but... What's we're, we're, we're seeing it's like it's like you said you know we yeah right the corpse tree and everything that's not exactly boilerplate but we're, we're seeing a lot of um safe imagery smattered uh, with a smattering of more you know of, of deeper setting detail like shit we had a whole thread in the discord about the imagery on the banners in the harbor yeah um so i think that it's i think that they're I don't think that it's necessarily a rush job. I think that there are still some things they need to iron out graphically just to sort of get it up to snuff. Um, is there is there a possibility? Is there a possibility that... Um, is there a possibility this was called avowed for a deliberate reason? Is there a possibility that Obsidian is trying to send a message that this isn't your grandfather's Pillars of Eternity game. We're something new. We're something different. We're we're recreating. We're reinventing. Um, clearly, this is not yeah. from the trailer. At least, this is not a mature dark fantasy title, as the original trailer implied. This is jovial. This is colorful, well, less epic in scope, and not no. really like AAA fantasy style. It's more Outer Worlds. I mean, I hate to say that. I said this to the other guys. Um, Jez Corden was right. This is Outer Worlds. This is Outer Worlds with the fantasy bit of paint on it. That doesn't mean it's bad. Outer Worlds was not bad. Let me puke. Uh, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> great, but it, as far as Obsidian games go, it wasn't great. But it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't bad. Um, I I don't know that I share the opinion that this is going to be a like a more lighthearted, rompy kind of game. Um, it's definitely not going to be Outer Worlds rompy because I mean. I think we are still dealing with some pretty heavy themes here. We're dealing with themes of empire. We're dealing with, we're dealing with this soul plague. Like we've got these horribly deformed corpse people with like last of us growths all, all over them. Like I, 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 cause I've seen that same criticism all over the place on the internet over the past day. And like, I don't quite understand what's driving that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so do this for me. <laughs> All you have to do, and this is just me telling you how I feel. Go back and watch the bill of goods that we were given in 2020, and watch the trailer. 
then come and watch this. It's like going from Lord of the Rings to the Flintstones. It's it's <laughs> it's extreme. Yeah. It's extreme. So talking about the sort of Balrog of Moria. Uh, it's extreme trailer that 90% of this trailer was combat. I went through and did a time scope. 90% of this trailer is fighting and combat and magic. Hell, can we even play a non-magic character? I mean, what, what, what is this? I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. Obsidian has never really truly disappointed me. I think they're a great company. What I'm trying to say is this wasn't, maybe this was intentional. Maybe this was them ripping the bandaid off. They knew it was going to hurt a little. They knew this was coming. That's why shit. That's why they were quiet for so long. They're like, "Uh, maybe we don't want to say anything because we're going to catch a lot of shit for this." Microsoft came in and said, "You got to show something." And they're like, <laughs> "Dude, let's just rip the bandaid off." I mean, we know this is not going to be Pillars of Eternity game. This is not going to be M-rated. This is not going to be mature. But and it's still going to be a great game. But we need to show people now what this really is going to be. We gave them a false impression. We sold them a bill of goods, a bait and switch to say, and not every it's let's be fair to them. Not every studio should be expected to go full triple a. And in a way it's probably unfair for us and me to expect them to kind of shoot for the stars and create something epically grand in scope. That isn't something they've ever really done before. Um, maybe they should stick like their leader said, you know, in, in, uh, in their comfort zone. And maybe that's, maybe that's where they should stay. I honestly, I wouldn't mind an isometric pillars sequel. Of course I wouldn't. I fucking love those games. Otherwise, why would I be here? But also as to your point of the trailer being like 90% combat, it is listed officially as the avowed gameplay trailer. Um, which, uh, you know, it's kind of arguable whether dialogue and story and stuff is like, whether it belongs in a, in a trailer that's specifically there to show off gameplay. I, I think it, I think it should be somewhat because, you know, if, if we're expecting like a, uh, uh, a deep dive kind of script, you know, something really heavily thematic, then yeah, you know, part of the gameplay, it, it can be argued is engaging with those themes through dialogue and through, but you cannot ignore the tonal difference between what we were told in 2020, which is more in line with pillars of eternity to what we've been told now. Tonally, it yeah. is an extreme yeah. difference. I agree. The game game doesn't feel like pillars in a way, like the feelings not there. Uh, I liked Pillars One because it was so serious and so dark. Like it, I don't want this game to be the funny, quirky, uh, light-hearted thing that the Outer Worlds was. I I hate that kind of stuff. I, I want a game that's that's not peak Reddit like the height of mediocrity. I I want Pillars. I mean, yeah, parenthesis, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, what we were just talking about? I mean, it's fair enough to want something that I think I feel that 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 one of the big original sins of of Pillars of Eternity is that it went with such a first uh, such a dark and and serious storyline in the first game. The first game, to remind ourselves, was about a country that hadn't had in 15 years, did not have reliable 
uh, births of children with souls. It happened now and again, but most of the time they were born without souls. They are going through a, a more or less a children of man scenario. This is a terrible, terrible place to be. And I think that's one of the reasons why the, the, the motif is so dark and it, it's so serious. This, this is a terrible world we're living in, a world where most children aren't born in, in a proper state to take care of themselves eventually. The second game takes place in a, in a entirely different part of the world and, and, and deals with entirely different uh, subject matter. And therefore, I, the tone is also different. And I think this also will, will happen here. I don't know how good it will be because it's not ready yet, but, it, but I, I fundamentally reject the idea that the Pillars of Eternity has to be dark. It's fine to want it to be dark. But to believe that in its DNA, it, it has to be a grim, dark world and it has to be a grim, dark story is, is just fundamentally not correct. I, and I agree yeah. with you 110% there. I agree with you more than 110%. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've already delivered your message in 2020. Now you're mm. changing it. That's the problem. And uh, what's the tonal shift? I don't like we. We can agree that we can't have the same tone as some other game, but we like there's a, there's a lot of evidence to say that this is after PoE2's ending. After that, where the wheel is literally broken, and this will have dire metaphysical consequences. I'm saying the tone should be quite disastrous. Well, and the thing is, it still could be like we're lest we forget all of the dialogue in this trailer that we're getting is from kai who appears to be kind of like you were saying kind of more of a jovial like i, I guess smarmy he's, kind of, he's gonna kind of be guy. a squeak a skip he's your buddy i think that's yeah. the, that's what parenthesis said he's gonna be your main companion you know yeah. and i believe that's true and like i i don't think that we can really get a like, like you said. I mean, the trailer is like ninety percent combat. It's hard to get a sense, really, of what the tone of the writing is going to be like outside of this one character. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm trying not to like jump too hard to conclusions, and that could just be me, you know, rabidly huffing copium. But <laughs> well, I think I've I made it very clear here and before. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be an obsidian game. I'm sure I'm going to like it. I don't know how much I'll if I'll love it as much as I did the other stuff they've done, but I know it's going to be good. I trust their story. I trust their writing completely. My concern has always been messaging, and um, I just yeah. am confused at their choices. I'm it, just so confused. Part of me wonders how much of it is sort of organic, like, drift. Because, it, I mean, it has been multiple years since that reveal trailer released and projects tend to take change on a life that of their much? own change that's a lot of change they, they get away from you i don't i don't know that it, again i'm not i'm not sure exactly how much we're going to see i think you know so when they originally were talking about this if you remember when the, the, they did actually uh have some not much but they had uh some quips from the studio um, and from the head of the studio specifically who talked about mm -hmm. this is their 
attempt to go into the AAA format. They wanted to do something epic in scope and they wanted to kind of challenge themselves. And that yeah. was where we were coming from. This is, uh, this is, uh, I guess analogy for me would be for me to sit down and say, you know what? I'm going to make risotto. I've, I, I'm comfortable making rice, but I'm going to make a really nice risotto and it's going to be delicious. And I can do this. I believe in myself. I can do this. I go to do it. And then I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is freaking hard. Oh, this are- tastes like crap. I'm are- just going to go back to my rice. That's what this feels like to me. This feels like, well, let's go back to what we're comfortable with. We did it with Outer Worlds. It's pretty easy. Mm. We can bring over some of the assets. And we, we're really about the story anyway. What do we care? You know, let's let's just, you know, kind of do what we did before. Let's not try to push ourselves too hard and make something epic or big. We're that small studio. We we're not Bethesda. We're we're the little ones. We can we can do this. That's yeah. the sense I'm getting, whether that's incorrect or not. That's, that's cool. the Boom. impression. I think that's I think that's mm. possibly pretty accurate. And, and by the way, you are speaking to the guy whose favorite way to make scrambled eggs is to try and make a French omelet and then fuck it up real bad. There you go. So <laughs> if that's if that's the metaphor, then I'm probably going to like this game a lot. It's on the side up. Yeah. <laughs> so parenthesis, do you parenthesis do you want them would you have preferred them to take a little longer and push themselves to do something that is out of their traditional scale? Are you are you okay with this being basically a pared down more the the size and scope of outer worlds but with a little bit of uh fantasy dressing and a good story? Are you okay with that? Most of the time, I would have said yes, but they built it up. Now, now I think they have to to put out a go home. Honestly, it's. I mean, I, I'm literally just just two minutes ago. I was thinking, you know what, Obsidian, just just get some of your writers to pair up with a coder and, and write a a choice script game. I instead in the Pillars of Eternity world, I'd buy it. There's no graphics in that. <laughs> There's no audio. That's just you know text, and you take make choices. But I'd buy, I'd buy it. it. Too, I'd buy yeah. it. But, that but now, now, now they've, they've, they've primed us. They've said, oh, we've heard the rumors from years back about Fergus wanting to make a Skyrim-like game. They've, they've spent so many years on it. They've made the trailer. I mean, for goodness sake, just just swing for the fences. I mean, in, in, if, if, if this trailer is, is accurate, I mean, even the Amawa are, have, this, have the same body size as normal people. I mean, for goodness sake. Make them larger. I know that might be a problem with with doors, but this shouldn't be with with the outside of the, the realm of, of human ingenuity to fix. Even the ogres are small. Just this is your world. This is a special world. It has special things in it. Please show it. Please, please give it to me. You've already thought it up. Now we just now we just have to implement it. It is within the realm of human ingenuity and and work. I'm gonna say it. I'm again what I'm saying always. Uh, it was a mistake not having Josh Sawyer directing the game. I mean, I I would agree with that. Now I would agree with that. No, originally I I didn't feel that way, but now I'm like, yeah, I I I'm I'm disappointed mainly not with what we were gonna get. I mean, yeah, I'm fine. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna probably love it. Like I said, I, I anticipate that I'm gonna love the story. Now that my now that the band-aid's ripped off and I have adjusted my expectations, I think it'll be fine. But it's that initial disappointment, that mixed messaging, the running of the company. That's what concerns me is that this can't continue. You've got to fix your shit. 
you you've got to go to business school or something. I mean, you you this is not good. I mean, you're you go three years silent. If you knew this was going to be the direction you were going, you should have told us a while ago. And this would not have happened because now you have the entire world's audience looking to see if Xbox is going to go under and screw up or if they're going to have a great showcase. So many eyes were on this. If you had fixed that messaging a year ago or a year and a half ago, this would not have been as much a problem. But you made this stage, this grand stage, and you took your stand here with a minute 30 second trailer. And I mean, you, you did it to yourself. There, there's gotta be something that Phil Spencer can do. I know they're great friends. I know he trusts the company, but, and they are great a company, but they're just not good at the PR and they're just not good at managing expectations, communicating. Those are an issue and that can hurt the game in the long run. Yeah, the expectations thing does get me, and I do hear where you're coming from because, like, think about it. Think about it like this: like, if that reveal trailer had had been released, say, six months to a year ago, and then we got this gameplay trailer as a follow up after that, like, yeah, maybe there would have been a little bit of, okay, well, this is a little bit different from what I was expecting, but that's all right. But we w it wouldn't have had all of that time to build up all of that momentum and all of that hype and to do so in utter silence and leave the entire community just kind of going like, you know, just, just building this simulacrum in our heads from scraps of what we think the, the game is going to be like, because that's just what you do when your, your trailer schedule is like that, when it's that quiet for that long. High yeah, builds, communication and dangerous. I don't, I don't even mind the graphic fidelity that people have been complaining about. I don't care, as as long as you have an art style. But you know, I don't think I saw anything distinguishable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't look at the game and say, "This is from Eora," just and or or even this is from Obsidian. This looks like pretty basic stuff you get from unity engine well I mean, in their company themselves this is not anyone else coming up with this stuff this is them who describe the living lands as a wild place not necessarily exotic with purple mushrooms but a wild place a place that is untamed a place that has snow a place that has jungles a place that has deserts the ecosystem is so diverse did any of you see that I'm wondering if those environments aren't ready yet or not not polished up enough to to be shown off because yeah I, I agree like we we did just see forest and we saw mushroom zone now Neat. we did see mushroom zone with some cool like lava and like volcanoes and and sulfuric vents and stuff in the background that's kind of cool um it, it, specifically in that like time lapse shot where we you know we're getting a day night cycle um so th that gives me hope that maybe we will see more of that diversity in setting um that I, otherwise i mean yeah what's the point of setting it in the living lands like you said i i feel like it reminds me or if if obsidian if i were to ask ai that give me outer worlds but in fantasy setting this would 
probably what I get like really colorful uh, lots of contrast like there's a lot of contrasting colors in in the oh, scenes yeah. like uh, like you know eye candy type of stuff that was like oh, in a way off-putting yeah I, I i agree i let's move on though we've we kind of have talked a little bit about how we feel we've talked about the graphics and the location i'm kind of curious about how your impression of the magic because it was such a huge part of the trailer them showing off magic abilities, the use of magic in combat. Um, and uh, did you see anything in there that you're looked at and you're saying, oh my God, that's the blank spell from Pillars of Eternity. Can yes. you, okay, tell me what it was. Uh, it was the, oh God, I haven't played the game in two, it's been too long since I played it, but it was the missile spell. Um, the the, the Uratus magic missile? One of oh. them, yeah. Um, uh, where is it? trailer right now trying to find it um <laughs> i think i know the scene you're talking about yeah actually. it's like it, there's like a bunch of little purple motes yeah of light yeah and just all home in on a target um i that that yeah that's definitely middle middle of his minor missiles or something like that um yeah besides that's, that not really <laughs> actually towards the end there's the the, the black uh, black hole looking like sphere where it, it grabs all the well, corpses or soon to be corpses and, and drags them towards them. I'm pretty sure that's uh, the pull of Aura. Oh, yeah. Fireball. Yeah, might be. Flames of Devotion, double pistols. Ooh. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, I was wondering about that actually. Because I, I was like, ooh, there's like a, an, a holy enchant on, on the pistols but, or, or an electricity thing. But I think that is Flames of Devotion. So do you think, uh, parenthesis, I'll throw this to you. Do you think we're going to get mana pools or do you think it, the purpose of the way that they're handling the magic is that it's uh, time-based and that the more difficult spells take longer to cast and that's going to be how they kind of handle the whole mana argument? How do you think that's going to be handled from what you saw in the trailer? I, I have a feeling that they, they'll probably go towards the mana points, if I have to be honest. That, that that would seem like a logical choice with the rest of the uh, aesthetic and uh, and focus on combat. I disagree. Mm. Please I'd share. Say, I'd say it's it's gonna be like like Poe two style mixed with the Poe tabletop RPG set, role settings, where it's a classless system where you will choose powers like you have in uh, Pillars games, like, you know, Guile, Focus, Discipline, Arcane, these cl class-specific powers. And then you will have spells, and different spells will use different amount of power. You will have a set amount of powers, and they will regenerate at some, some speed. But you, I don't think mana, because then you will you would basically share it with all the spell types no i i think yeah. it's gonna be like but it's it basically it's like you can be build a full priest or full paladin if you want but you can do all class you can multi-class of if you are that kind of person but yeah well not in this one but anyway 
You used to be able to do no that. Classes, baby. Um, who needs classes? Why do we want choice? Um, it's just an RPG. Uh, anyway, uh, creatures. Did you guys see anything in there that you're like, oh, yeah, uh, that's from such and such? Or I remember fighting that. Or what are some familiar beasts that you saw? Well, there's uh, Horeps. Mm. Um, yeah, I was actually a little bit disappointed with the 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 bestiary on display because it's all kind of the most like again going back to that boilerplate complaint i had like we get zarips which are basically sort of kobolds we get skeletons like a shit ton of skeletons which are the most basic fantasy enemy you could possibly have we get this like ogre i guess i think that's Mm. an ogre maybe um and then besides that, it's like humanoid enemies, uh, spiders again. There was an insect in animals. Yeah, um, I, I like uh, honestly the thing. The thing that that caught my eye was the the infected uh, creatures. The, the the bear. Yeah, the bear and the humanoid uh, kind of spore carrying things. We've had fungal enemies oh yeah ghouls and super mutants <laughs> yeah exactly yeah from pillars um yeah we've had like we've had spores and stuff before it's interesting to see those kind of maybe there'll be a little bit more of a narrative focus on those this time i didn't think neat. that the, i didn't feel that the skeletons were menacing enough i felt it no. felt like i was watching a disney cartoon I mean, with the the super glowy eyes and the yeah, the glowy just, eyes, fucking, I I I don't, I don't understand that out. choice. Yeah, I, I just felt like I was watching a Disney cartoon. Um, I mean, I'll get used to it. I mean, like I said, I'm willing to change and adapt. Um, but it was different. It was again along the lines of what I was saying, not as mature as I thought it would be. Maybe focusing on a more generalized crowd. I will be surprised if this gets an M rating. I'll be honest with you. And maybe that's their goal is not to have that, is to maybe have that general audience to maybe uh, lower the grade so that they can attract more buyers or more more interest. And that's fine if that's your goal. Um, and it's good to know that now that's what your goal is because now I'm, I can adapt when I play the game. I'm not going to look for this mature, but I'm not going to see the tree with all the dead people hanging from it. I'm, I'm not going to see that. I'm going to, you know, see the cartoony skeletons and such, and that's fine. I'll, I'll shoot them with my, my magic since that seems to be all I have. And uh, <laughs> I'll do all that. That's great. You know, although in fairness, there was a sword. So at least they should one sword. There was an know. ax. Oh, the ax. I got to remember guns, the ax. Sora. The mace. I get to play a I, yeah. There was a mace too. See, see. All right. I, there was I'll the whole, my words. There was the whole Skyrim weapon class system on display. Uh, but I, I'm I'm just happy I get to play a gun wizard. Yeah, I think that. I mean, uh, hopefully tomorrow. I mean, well, as we're recording this, this is the day before the Tuesday um, uh, reveal, in which it's been verified that uh, they will be talking a little bit more about avowed in that i'm kind of curious as to how deep they're willing to go i kind of get the feeling i mean she is gifted there's no question carrie patel is gifted what she did with the dlc for outer worlds i mean the the fact that she's a dedicated writer and there's no question this woman is super talented and super brilliant i do get the feeling that she's maybe a uh a tad bit more of the poker player who likes to keep the cards closer to her vest. 
Um, and probably that's a PTSD maybe from being a woman in the industry is that you don't want to reveal too much because you'll get slammed. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to get as much as we would want to see tomorrow in the extended showcase. Although I hope, hope I'm disappointed. I mean, I hope I'm disappointed in myself because <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. And they spend 30 yeah. minutes talking about how this is more like pillars and how they are respecting this world that has been created by their company for, for so long. They're not just throwing it in the trash They're you know, and maybe like one of you said, I don't remember, this is the trailer for the masses. This is the one trailer they're going to release to try to bring in those people who aren't pillars players to bring in those people who maybe are more casual, bring in those Fortnite players, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if there's some people who like, were pulled by the trailer to play that uh, browsing what i saw in social media it's either people uh, outright hating the trailer or obsidian fanboys uh, defending it yeah it really didn't show enough cool like setting stuff i think to really draw in anyone new which i think is a major failing of this trailer um but yeah i'm 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 with you, Sora. I, I, like I said, I'm whelmed, and I'm uh, ready to eat crow on my, uh, on my nitpicks. With I hope I eat direction. crow. And what Man. is with this trend online of of people who are? Why are you automatically a hater if you have high expectations and honorable critiques of something? Why does that make you a hater? Why do we have to love everything? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I I'm. I'm with you on that too. Cause like, I think that it takes a lot of love to see the flaws in something and to, you know, have standards for a property. Yeah. I want obsidian to succeed, but they keep making things that I don't appreciate that much, but because they made POE one, I know they can make some good stuff. I don't know if the people are still working there who made that, but I, I can yeah. live in hope. No, I'm, I'm not hating it because I chose, I, I'm just saying the trailer was not what we wanted to be or not even what we expected to be. And maybe parenthesis, maybe you were onto something when you said, I wish they would release a uh, Pillars of Eternity text adventure. I mean, maybe you were onto something, honestly, because maybe we don't know. Maybe, maybe they want this to be one of those intellectual properties that is divergent and that you can make, you can appease both audiences. Maybe there's something in the works we're not aware of. Maybe Josh is going to see all the hate that's coming out. Hate. I had there. I used the word that I shouldn't have the <laughs> criticism that's coming out. And he's going to say, you know what? I, I might dip my foot back in. Let me make uh let me make another isometric game. Those people will be happy. It won't cost as much to make. Um, it'll be darker. Um, they want dark, we'll give them dark. And then we can have the happy-go-lucky Flintstones version. And then, so we have both, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, we hate your game, Josh. <laughs> I, no. I, I, About I the IP. About the IP. The, this is a general critique about the setting, and this applies not only to PoE one and two, but all, like all, not just about, but all, all the lore, because this setting is well, it's a fantasy setting, of course, uh, but and it is 
it distinguishes itself from others with the soul stuff. Uh, but there's also the thing like this unique take that, oh, there, there aren't any higher beings or there originally wasn't in the creation. And it was only kids to, who through this soul science made themselves in the gods. They made that apotheosis to happen. And because souls are also like material and malleable, everything, like if you look at it closely, it's like everything feels like fabricated at, after that point. And it also like removes some of the wonder you can have in the game or in the setting. And it also means that uh, they can't be some, like some other um, IPs where you can just pull some big old grand enemy out of your ass and place him as the interesting last boss of the game. Uh, what you're actually left with is only old ru ruins by old civilizations that are already dead and the gods that made them. And as we've seen in both games previously, it's always been some god up to something. Uh, and I can't but think that, that again, it's a, another god doing something, and th this time Rimurgan, because who else makes plagues? Interesting. <laughs> Good point. Um, I do want to say, I do want to address this before we finish today. I wanted to get your your argument for something in particular. So, Print, this is, I'll start with you, and then we'll go down the list. But when is this game? In the timeline, parenthesis. My best bet is that it is post uh, Dead Fire. That's I. I have. I, I, I. It. It is mainly feeling, but I. I mean, we saw in the trailer the insights of a, uh, of of a laboratory, an animal's laboratory, where they were working with a a large pillar of Adra. So it it's it can't be too far in the past, and I'm I'm just I don't know it's it's just vibe based. There there's something there that is my best guesstimate. It also has the advantage of you don't have to, they don't keep the 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 narrative team don't don't keep having to hold the the, the tongue in the middle of. They don't have to know ensure that that the. the that who knows what and 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 what is it and did, did, I, did I when I wrote this that I remember that that the entire world doesn't know this and that so if you just put it after after dead fire then you don't have to think about who knows what and 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 so on nope the wheel has already been shattered and we just have to contend with this reality okay KV, do you agree with that you think it's post dead fire uh, there are many reasons to say why it's post Deadfire. It can't be too much earlier than Deadfire because it has flintlock weapons. But also, we we don't know from POEs much about living lands. It's basically some wilderness. Uh, but now we see that there are big big city, at least one of them, and there are settlements throughout the place. So it's definitely in the future. Okay, uh, Jed, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, like like Kiwi said, as of dead fire, uh, gunpowder weapons have only been around on Aora for about two hundred years. So, uh, it's within that 
time frame, but also just again nerdy setting details. Looking at the flags on the uh, on the dock, uh, we've got the the Hawana flag up there, which is super interesting. Uh, and I don't know, like, like it's it's such like a current current as of dead fire um, cultural reference, I guess. That like I don't know, it 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 feels like having it be pre watcher wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay, uh, so there's the flag of the White March, which was pretty much a non-entity until the um, Durgan's Forge reopened. Oh yeah, true, and, that, oh, and that's, that's it. Yeah, one the so that's the best argument so far. Oh, yeah. I totally, yeah, I I see what you're saying with that one. Okay, all right. So that I I think you're probably right. I think it's definitely logistically the right thing to do as far as writers and stuff go. So we're gonna we're gonna end, but I'm gonna ask each of you. I'm gonna push your push you to do this because I don't <laughs> want this to be super negative. Um, and I'll start us off. Um, I want us to each kind of say something that either we liked in the trailer that we're we're excited about, or um, say something that we you know that. I wanted something that you're looking forward to based on what you saw in the trailer. So I'll start um, as much as I ragged on the magic and as much as I was disappointed that it was 90% of the trailer. Um, and then maybe this is more combat oriented, but uh, I do think the magic looks exciting. I do think some of the way that they showcase in the trailer, it looks good. It looks like they put a lot of effort and work into that. And they obviously wanted to showcase that work. Um, and show off some of the really cool visual effects that are associated with casting and what happens after you cast it. So um, I will give them kudos on that. That was pretty cool. I think that's something that a lot of people raised an eyebrow at, especially people who aren't uh, Pillars fans. You know, that's something that they would really get drawn to. Uh, parenthesis, what's your, what's your positive take? My positive take is that there's a big chance that once again, we're going to play uh, as someone who has sort of the same level of, of power and authority as in Terra in this Fate Binder. We are someone who technically has power, technically has authority, but, you know, can be gainsaid and, and, and you sometimes you have to defend yourself with extreme violence. That's always a fun role to take, just to see how much your own personality just goes from, well, let's try to get everyone to, to, to agree and, and, okay, you have your opinion, and to, no, I am the play I'm the main player. You will do as I say. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very good. All right, Kiwi. I know this is hard, man. Tell me tell me what tell me something good. I it's good that we can only play humans and elves. The other races are kind of cringe, to be honest. Well, um I all I like that <laughs> there we will learn we, we will learn more about it either empire because it's it's been kinda in the background, kinda like we haven't met a lot of people from there. We we met one annoying mage and one oathbreaker at least, but not much more. It 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 will be interesting. And the trailer showed that it's a kind of a divided at at least in the top because it says that we're basically sent by the queen, and because the emperor himself couldn't couldn't bother to come here. Because, by the way, in the trailer, there's like 
there's a, what a mistake in the English language which should be couldn't be bothered but so I mean it's not so polished after all but, <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I'd like to learn more about this uh, fascinating culture because if you read the wiki article it's like a kind of cool place uh, kind of this ritual uh, alliance between humans and elves Excellent. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Okay. Jed Mandu putting you on the spot here. I know you got several things. Pick one positive thing that really stands out to you. Besides the fact that I could be a gun wizard, uh, which I've already covered. Um, I, I actually, this, this might be a little bit of a spicy take, but I actually kind of like the, the glowy mushroom aesthetic. Um, it just, something about it just feels extremely pillars of eternity to me. And it, makes me hype makes me feel like i'm you know getting back well to setting that you remember to what was the name of that obsidian dlc where they did that uh for elder scrolls um the uh, it was like the second or dlc or it was the one where they had the land with all the big mushrooms and stuff oh um uh what was that called oh my god but that comes to mind you Dragon, know i mean the there, dragonborn dlc for skyrim not Dragonborn. It was uh, not Skyrim. Oh, it was uh, Shivering it Isles. Was, yes, yes, yeah. Shivering Isles. Dude, I love Shivering Isles. Yeah, it was great, That's and it was fun. different, and it was unique, and it was definitely more colorful and uh, more vibrant, and it was accepted. You know, people accepted that, even though it was different than what we had seen in Oblivion to that point, um, and from the other games, honestly. Well, I guess Morrowind, you could argue, yeah, they kind of had that too, but um, yeah, so I, I think that's a cool take. I like all those takes. Thank you all for listening today and hearing what we have to say. We will be releasing another podcast in the next few weeks where we talk more about the Xbox Extended Showcase, uh, the PC Gamer article, and we'll reveal if our feelings about the trailer and what's been revealed uh, have changed at all after some reflection and time. In the meantime, we encourage you to go check out the 20 Years of Obsidian. It's a documentary that just dropped on YouTube today. Um, and we want to celebrate with them. So we encourage you to go watch that and see their progress over the past 20 years, and we can't wait for 20 more years.